for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another Live and Amplified broadcast. I am your host, Tom Quiet, reporting to you from Tallahassee, Florida, once again. And I am sitting here with Lee Sutter. I get to say your last name right? It's so, Leah Sutter. Ah. <laughs> it's okay. It's the gimmick of my name sometimes. Okay. <laughs> um, and she's visiting Tallahassee from Tavernier. Yep. yep. It's going to come out eventually, <laughs> which is quite interesting because I just came from Isla Mirada, and if you don't know your Florida Keys, they're like neighbors. Pretty much. One Pretty right much. runs into the other one. Yeah. Um, and so we're sitting here in Tallahassee, and we're going to talk some music. We're going to talk some fun. We're going to talk whatever. <laughs> so um, first off, first question I always ask is, what got you into music? Probably there was just something in me when I was young that just loved to express myself with singing before I even knew how to talk. I mean, my parents would tell me how before, you know, I knew actual words. I was trying to wail into a microphone and sing and and uh, and I think that was just something inherently already in me. And then I also have a very musical family. I had parents love music, both have played guitars, both have sang, um, both have been in bands, and I have a couple siblings too who also music has been a part of their life in some way. So growing up in that environment, I was surrounded with people who loved music. So I think that helped me also further express that inside me. Um, are you, you born and raised in Tavernier? Yep, I am. Yes. And so you're part of the whole ice community and the music. Yeah. And- yeah, yeah. That was one of the big things that they were really promoting this weekend, and it sounds really cool. They were talking about going over all the people that have gone on to other places, and it's like, man, I kind of wish I had something like that when I grew up. Right, yeah. It's a very special you know, thing to be a part of, and uh, one of the big proponents of ICE is that it's based on raising scholarship money for mm-hmm. students, and a lot of um, my peers and me and myself have benefited from those scholarships, so because of that, we all are somehow tied to that organization as like a community as yeah. well. Cool. Um, and then you're also no stranger to Tallahassee. You mm-hmm. went to school here, FSU. Yep. Um, Go Nulls. <laughs> Fear the Spear. Absolutely. And actually, that's um, what brought you up to FSU in Tallahassee? Well, when I was uh, applying to schools, I first, my goal of where I wanted to be and what I wanted to major in was music. Um, Of course, you hear about FSU's music school and Mm -hmm. how amazing it is. And I had applied to a lot of different places, mostly out of state. Growing up my entire life in the Keys, I was definitely ready for a change. I was ready to get out of South Florida. You know, I didn't apply to anywhere south of Tallahassee, you know. And um, I had a couple friends that had gone to school here and 
I had come on a few school trips in high school and I was familiar with FSU and the campus and I had friends here, I knew staff here. So it was kind of one of those easy, you know, top five schools, apply, see yeah. what happens. Um, at first, FSU was actually the last choice for me. I wanted to go to Tennessee, to okay. Nashville, mm -hmm. and uh, ended up getting um, a really nice scholarship to Florida State. Um, it was an academia scholarship, and I couldn't pass it up, and mm -hmm. it was in-state, and had a lot of people telling me, oh, you just got to come here, yeah. do the School of Music, this and that, yeah. and ended up here at FSU. I ended up not majoring in music after all at the end, but absolutely was so happy to be here. It was definitely the best decision mm -hmm. to have been here. One of those, I wanted something else, but then the fact that I came here, yeah. this was what was meant yeah. definitely over anything yeah. I was wanting before. Understood. That's awesome. Um, so who are some of your musical influences? I, uh, growing up, like my parents played a lot of music in the house. Um, my mom played a lot of like Joni Mitchell, Alison Krauss, uh, Nora Jones, um, James Taylor, you know, a lot of that was being played. My dad always really liked the bluesy kind of stuff because he learned like blues guitar. Mm -hmm. And then my mom always was a singer and she was my age and playing acoustic guitar and definitely more of that folk influence. But, um, I definitely have clung on to some of those those influences mm -hmm. with like um, Alison Krauss is one of the big one with her voice and the way she sings and she plays music. Um, I've always listened to Joni Mitchell, songwriter, playing with guitar, fronting her own band, mm -hmm. something I was able to do at one point. Um, I also really liked Nora Jones, the style of her voice. And then Eva Cassidy was probably one of my biggest influences. Just again, just a woman, songwriter, guitar who will play in front of other people and her voice just was something I really resonated with because it had a lot of truth to it and that's as a singer myself I try to resonate with that as being truthful when I sing mm, nice. now for the uninitiated who uh, what's uh, one of your shows what can somebody expect when they come to one of your shows so when you come to one of my shows um, one of the things that I think about when I perform is I don't necessarily stick to a genre or one style of artist if I am covering other people. Mm -hmm. I like to think of when I perform, I'm going to be playing at least one song that's someone's favorite song in this room. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to get three or four hours of straight country music mm -hmm. or straight folk or straight pop. Like if I see and I look around the room, you know, on the demographic of the type of people, like, I might alter my set around that. Mm -hmm. So I may see someone who I could tell is maybe older generation and likes more classics. So mm -hmm. I might play a Beatles song yes. or I might play like Fleetwood Mac song. Um, and then I see maybe a high school teenager and I might throw in Taylor Swift or a Beyonce song. And, and just to see these little moments around the room where someone's song got played, mm -hmm. then I feel like I've walked away with, Everyone in that room got pleased yeah. by something that night. I really like it when musicians do that. There was a, when I was living in Roswell, there was this one musician. I'd never seen her play before. I'd worked with her brother a lot. He was mm -hmm. in a metal band we had worked with. And his sister came on at a, co a local coffee shop there. Mm -hmm. And she started playing, like, what I would assume is her go-to set. Mm -hmm. And then, like, the crowd was a younger crowd. And as she started going deeper into her set, she started doing more, like, 
modern and then right. as the night went on the crowd got a little bit older and then she molded into like more 90s cover right, right. which was really cool because i mean i listen to a lot of different types of music so watching it go from like ed sheeran to watching her do like in sync covers right yeah which was really interesting um, yeah i definitely identify with that a lot it, it's always good when somebody's willing to kind of mold their set around the audience. Um, I know a lot of musicians that just kind of, this is my set. This is what I'm doing. Right. doesn't matter. Yeah. But you're playing all 90 songs. These kids are 12 years old. They're not going to know. They don't know it. Or you have, you know, you're playing all 2000s or, you know, 2010 and above, and you've got a crowd that has no idea the music you're playing and yeah. people can, can come up to you and ask oh did you write that i'm like no mm-hmm. <laughs> i didn't write it but it got released six months ago yeah. of course no one you know yeah. maybe but probably would know it in that yeah. crowd so yeah. that's why like i really try and be a, as diverse yeah. you know as i can with my set list mm-hmm. which is something um i do get told a lot was oh thank you for playing this song and this song it's you know so diverse you know, the audiences really can connect to so much more of it, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. You know, because I don't want to segregate the crowd, you know. Yeah. Like, if I do have a couple country fans and I play a couple country songs, like, it didn't matter to them that I didn't play three hours of straight country. Yeah. The fact they got the Keith Urban song they yeah. liked, that made it a night for them. Yeah. But then someone else in the crowd is getting a song they like. Yeah. So I really try and embody that of, you know, bring everyone together you know, and I, and I do covers, and I also do originals, mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I talk to people about the originals I do, and it seems more and more they're very responsive to that, and, um, you know, I take requests, and I'm just, a, I'm a very open kind of person. Mm-hmm. Anyone can come up and talk to me and talk to music um, on one of my breaks or talk to me about a cover they want played or something, and uh, it's very kind of open and interactive in that way. Nice. Uh, now going into your originals, what's your creative process kind of like when you're writing? When I'm writing, I am, um, one of the things I fault myself honestly on is I'm a super perfectionist. So I, I uh, when I get into the writing process, sometimes it's always like I butt heads with myself mm-hmm. between just writing and getting whatever's in my head on the paper versus like this has to be a hit this has to be amazing when I write it. Mm-hmm. So um, sometimes when I sit down, it's just like, all right, I just got to write whatever's going on and I could trash it tomorrow or it could be something really special. Um, and I usually try to be as honest when I write. And a lot of times what I write about is relationships and mm-hmm. love and, and friendships and experiences like that. Um, and I find that I connect to that the best. I find that when I sing it or play it, that people connect to it as well. Um, and most of the time, lyrics are um, what come first to me. I'll just write words down. And then I'll come up with a melody, but then trying to match that to the guitar or to, I also play ukulele or to a piano, and then trying to mold those things together is, uh, is sometimes a little bit more difficult part of writing the song but usually I can just sit down I'll just write 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 and then all right all right pick up the guitar and how am I going to put music to this now I know sometimes people they just write a guitar part and like right now how am I going to put words to this guitar so that's kind of the opposite in ways for me understood that's um are you supporting an album right now do you have an album out or 
I have one album right now. Um, I'm in the process now of putting another one out. Mm -hmm. um, I was with a band that I actually played a lot here in Tallahassee um, called We and the Aviators. Mm -hmm. We were a band that was comprised of members of people from my high school. Mm -hmm. We all knew each other growing up in the Keys. Um, actually, one of them is uh, Dave Fader's son, okay. Nyan. Okay. So um, we were in a band in high school that started my senior year. I came to Florida State. Did you guys play Bay Jam a couple years we ago? We did, yes. Okay, my mother was at that, and she was like, there was this band, they were from FSU, I don't uh. remember <laughs> what their name was, but it was a girl front, and I was like, oh. That, yeah, that was me. <laughs> nice. And we, uh, we played some shows up here. We played Sidebar, and Sidebar was still around yeah. in Tallahassee. We played Fire Betty's, we, um, we played Grasslands, Gain Street Festival every year. Nice. We did a couple other... Um, songwriter festivals around Florida. Nice. Um, we always came down with, to Bay Jam, Wolfstock, Island Fest. Nice. Um, came down for those things. So start getting into the Keys music scene a little bit more. You guys yeah. got a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, we were we were super busy, and we put out an album which was um, comprised of um, half and half. Like so, a lot of the songs on our little album that we did it was an EP called mm -hmm. Air Ride. Okay. Um, that um, was songs that I lyrically had written and I had put melodies to and put it on a guitar and I had them as like my own like singer-songwriter type of songs, mm -hmm. but the band had a more alternate, like alternative adult contemporary vibe to it. Mm -hmm. So it was bringing them those kind of more acoustic tracks and then I brought them to my bandmates and then we would kind of add, you'd add electric guitar, you'd add keyboard, drums, bass, harmonies make it kind of a bigger production yeah. and so we did that with a bunch of songs um, that I had written and then we wrote one song together all lyrically and mm -hmm. it's called Air Ride which was the title of the album and so we put that out we ended up doing a show um, at Lake Ella in the gazebo okay. and doing an album release and all of that so um, it's seven tracks so that was a big thing that was our own production it was all recorded in the keys, and then we edited it and mixed it up here in Tallahassee, and then released it out of Tallahassee. Nice. Um, and yeah, that was probably about like seven years of my life, six, seven years dedicated to that and mm -hmm. writing for that. Um, and then just as life goes, I graduated, everyone else graduated, kind and of. Just kind of moved up. Yeah, you know, things happen in life, yeah. and um, different musical projects happening in different directions, and you know. We're kind of all over the country now, yeah. but in really cool spots, and we've all been doing different opportunities and pursuing that, but all still, like, best friends, really mm -hmm. good, you know, tight, you know. It's always we good when you can leave on good terms. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, I mean, we grew up all together on in the Keys, in the mm -hmm. island, I mean, and uh, there is, you know, we call each other Keys kids, mm -hmm. you know, all the Keys conks, and, uh, you know, even though we don't get to do that project anymore, and mm -hmm or we perhaps don't get to talk all the time or see each other all the time. It's, you know, in the spectrum of what a lot of bands go through. Mm -hmm. Like, ours was, you know, kind of one of those, well, it didn't yeah. work out, but, you know, like, yeah. we have become better yeah. as musicians for sure because of our time together. And if anything were to arise for someone, then, like, we would all be there to support nice. or see what would, what would happen. So coming out of that now has been the process of being a solo artist mm -hmm. is – now, how do I write for myself now? Because yeah. I was writing 
you know, for with, a group, for a group, and and I was trying to represent five different voices along with with my own, and yeah. now how do I represent just myself? So, yeah. um, after I graduated, moving back to the Keys and, mm. and being a solo artist down there, and now it was time for all right, let me just write for me. So now I've just been writing for the past like year, mm. year and a half. So now I've gotten those songs kind of compiled. Yeah. So then the next few months. Did is you just, just recently graduate from? I did. So I graduated May 2016. Okay. So pretty recent okay. graduate. Because I reached out to you a year ago, last Baygrass, so 2017. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were still up in Tallahassee, I think, maybe? Or. I don't know. Well, I was still, it, I came a couple times to Tallahassee. Okay. Because. The band was still, still performing. Uh-huh. Um, I had graduated, and um, the rest of my members were still here at school. Okay. They were at the College yeah. of Music. So we did a couple shows at the end yeah. of 2016 together here in okay. Tallahassee. Um, but then after that, I was pretty much back back full-time in the Keys, but still trying to figure out like my scheduling and, and where do I yeah. fit as an artist down there. And But now I'm pretty like time yeah. down there at the moment except yeah. for times like this where i randomly pop up and yeah it's quite funny when you when i messaged you earlier this week and you're like oh i'll be in tallahassee and it's like all right let's see if we can get this mm-hmm. scheduled out because <laughs> originally i was supposed to stick around i was supposed to work springtime tallahassee but with all this right. rain we've had oh yeah that was awful on saturday that rain yeah. i have not seen that like that kind of weather again since yeah. I was here last. So you don't get that too often no. in and the Keys. Especially when I was out in the desert. Like we'd get like a fraction of that rain. But it was, yeah, being out in the desert, they don't have the drainage. Right. Yeah, so like even a fraction of like what, I don't know if we got rain today, but yeah. It's, mm-hmm. But um, so what's the uh, music scene kind of like in the Keys? Is it like an upper lowers key type thing, or is it all pretty much all for one? Mm, it's definitely separated. Mm-hmm. Um, there's upper, middle, and lower. Okay. So you have like I'm pretty much in the upper keys mostly. So you mm-hmm. got Key Largo, Tavernier, Almirado, Lomatacumbi area. Um, I do play sometimes in the middle keys. Mm-hmm. Uh, play um, in Layton, um, which is right outside of Marathon, mm-hmm. which is the heart of the middle keys. Yeah. And uh, I've even gone down and played at like Ramrod right out of side of key west mm-hmm. um but i mean each kind of area has its own um unique set of artists yeah. especially key west yeah. key west is very different from the rest oh, of the yeah. keys and i mean it has like the mentality of like tourist town you got people coming from all over the world you yeah. got artists from all over the world it's party you know yeah. go go live music Very live much. shows late into the night yeah. type of deal you have the cruise lines that go yeah. down there too as well mm-hmm. so that's a very different scene um than what like i'm in which mm-hmm. is very much like the restaurant scene it's very more laid back um, a little quieter mm-hmm. a lot of people kind of um that live in that area um some have either retired there yeah. or um, maybe they grew up there and they've gotten married yeah. and they've come home to raise their children yeah. because the Keys is a wonderful place to raise yeah. a family. Yeah. You know, it's such a such a strong community mm-hmm. village type of uh, atmosphere to grow up in. Yeah. 
So they, um, it's very different than music that's that's happening and, and just the environment. You know, yeah. you have gigs in Key West or even possibly in Marathon where you're going to be playing to like one or two o'clock in the morning because mm -hmm. everyone's still going yeah. versus I end at nine because all the restaurants close at nine yeah. and everyone goes home and goes to bed at ten. Yeah. <laughs> so. But uh, going, going to what you said about the Keys being a very tight-knit community, yeah. even the small times that, or the few times that I've been down there, they remembered me from the first time I was there right. a year ago, and it's like nothing. Yeah. And um, went to Hog Heaven. Oh, my goodness. That yeah. Is, like, <laughs> I've seen a few bands play there. Yeah. I love watching bands play there because they're kind of out of the way, out on that little... They're like the dock. Yeah. yeah. And the famous like, hog. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I just love it down there. If I could get a job down there, like I've right. said. Yeah, it's, it's such a wonderful place to be in. And even growing up there and then leaving there for like four or five years mm -hmm. and being up here in Tallahassee full time. You come to appreciate it a little bit oh, more. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's just like anywhere you grow up and if that's what your environment is for years on mm -hmm. years, you do tend to take advantage a little bit, yeah. you know, of the opportunities you had there and, and where you live. And, uh, you know, I, I'd go to school and people would ask, can I come home with you on spring break and, and, and hang out in the yeah. Keys? Or, yeah. you know, do you jet ski to work every day? I'm yeah. like, no, I don't do that. Yeah. It's not that, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, um, although you probably could. You definitely on, could. Yeah. There are people that, you know, they live on sailboats, they live on boats, mm -hmm. they, you know, paddleboard. Do, mm -hmm. You know, you can, there's a, I just saw recently, you there's like a paddleboard bar hop you can oh, do. Yes. And I saw you can that. Yeah. you can stop. A couple of my friends actually run that and yeah. uh and you can go to the different bars on the water and and just hop along and be on your paddleboard and nice. I mean that's again this is one of the unique parts of the keys. But yeah. when I came back home after being gone uh, for so many years, mm -hmm. it's that was like that same feeling. It was like nothing has you know, it's like time never changed. Yeah. But You've changed as a person, yeah. but you're coming home and it's still that warm welcome from the Keys and maybe a new restaurant here and there, but that that vibe that it gives off is always just it's just the Keys way, I, yeah. I think. It, I've never I've never had a bad experience at any of the restaurants around there. Yeah. I love, love the fish, of course. Oh I'm yeah. Sure. Oh yeah, fish and seafood there is amazing mm -hmm. and most of the time like if you can get out in the water yourself and you can catch it or you can go on like a charter boat or yeah. a fishing guide and then you can you take your catch in and yeah. uh and enjoy it there and it's cooked by amazing people and yeah. i've uh i've fished over on the east coast and sent or where my parents are at and over by west palm but i've mm -hmm. never fished down in the keys oh it's you gotta go sometime yeah. i mean they call amarada the fishing capital of the world yeah. because you get on that back country and you just find the most amazing fish. My my dad, um, when him and my mom um, got married, mm -hmm. they were from Indiana and they moved to the Keys and decided to have a family. My dad was a fishing guide for over 20 years in the back country. So I grew up on a fishing boat like all the time wanting to go fishing with my dad. Mm -hmm. And that's just become second nature to so many people that grow up in the Keys is just knowing the waters and knowing yeah. to, to fish. Yeah. And, uh, when I was driving across the bridge, uh, there was this, uh, this bridge from Key Largo to Florida City. Mm -hmm. um, there was a sandbar. There were people that uh, posted, they were doing some fishing off the sandbar. I was uh, like, I'm sitting there 
because I could see them for about a good two or three miles, and I'm sitting right. there trying to figure out how they got there because like it's in the middle of nowhere, and I didn't right. see a boat or anything. And then as I'm coming up closer, I see there's a part of the fence that's just kind of not there. Mm. It's like, oh, that's how they got there. That's interesting. <laughs> they find a way to get yeah. what they want in there and then to, to get out in that water. Um, to backtrack a little bit, where in Indiana are your parents from? So my dad is from Marion, and okay. my mom is from Bloomington. Okay, cool. Um, grew up there. My uh, my dad was a basketball player, as many people are. He's six foot nine, nice. which is um, interesting because whenever uh, you know when he was in the Keys, um, they recently just relocated out yeah. of the Keys. Um, my dad played in a band when I was growing up. He played in like a little blues rock band, and they played at some of like Bay Jams and Island Fest. They're called the Second Chance Band. Okay. You know, the Second Chance at Life, um, because uh, Five Guys with Mortgages was already taken. (laughs) So they had to do the Second Chance Band. That's a great name for a band. Oh, yeah. So you see him on stage on that amphitheater at a Bay Jam, and the guy's like almost seven feet tall playing his little electric that looks like a guitar hero, like guitar on him it's quite hilarious yeah, but uh awesome. but um, yeah they have always like loved music and and uh, a big part of that growing up where they did in indiana as well nice i only ask because i grew up in uh, northern illinois and i went to school in southern illinois so uh, i'm kind of familiar okay. with the western part of indiana oh, okay yeah so. yeah my mom went to iu um <laughs> and i have a couple cousins that on to Butler, yeah. um, played basketball for Butler University, um, some at Ball State, some nice. at Indiana Wesleyan, yeah. and that entire area. Yep. It's, actually, I'm kind of surprised because usually a lot of people are always moving to Indiana. Like where Really? We live, where, at least where I live, everybody's <laughs> moving to Indiana. Right. But I just know a lot of people who left because yeah. they couldn't handle, like my parents, yeah. and they were done with that snow, yeah. that cold winter especially my mom she's like i want sunshine and yeah. water well, that's so they what, set the keys that's what my parents ultimately did mm-hmm. they got both the kids out and it's like okay we're moving to florida right wasn't that wasn't to the keys but my dad works out of uh lauderdale he's a pilot so it's a one of those situations he was always down here so um so i know you got a flight to catch here relatively at yeah. 7.30. 7.30, okay. I've actually never flown out of Tallahassee before because living here, I mean, it's like an arm and a leg to mm-hmm. pay for a flight. Oh, yeah. So I never, I always do that drive back down to the Keys all the time. So actually, this is my first time flying out of Tallahassee. So I have like, I know it's like one terminal. Yeah. So I don't know like how early you got to be there yeah. or anything. Because well, <laughs> that was a mistake I had when my uh, audio guy flew down from Rock, or he flew into Miami because we were going down to Vegas. Mm-hmm. But I was like, "Oh, I'm not driving you all the way down to Miami. I'm, we're, you're going to fly out of Tallahassee here." Right. And I was like, "I don't know how early you got to be there." And so I got him there like two and a half hours or like oh, two gosh. and a half hour early because I'm so used to like Miami water. Oh my gosh! Or yeah, Orlando. you have to be there so mm-hmm. early. Right? You know. And he. He messaged me like 10 minutes after I dropped him off. He's like, well, I'm waiting at the gate. <laughs> oh, no. There's nobody like there's nobody else here. The, <laughs> the, the checkout counter or the lady at the front desk or whatever. She was like, oh, you're kind of here early. Really? And I'm like, no, oh, my bad. <laughs> oh, goodness. my bad. I recently flew out of um, 
Long Island, New York, and the, the it's funny enough because I've been to the Tallahassee Airport, but I've never flown out, and I've been in the terminal before. Um, I've only flown into Tallahassee once, and uh, I remember getting to that airport and looking around. It's like one terminal, one guy in the security line, mm-hmm. and it's like this reminds me of Tallahassee yeah. because you're literally in within five minutes, yeah. and it's you're done nice. and then you gotta sit and wait for your flight yeah. so i think I, I got some good time still sweet all right cool um so what's kind of your plan moving forward with your music as you go so moving forward is the number one goal that i have and kind of what i've made is my like only goal because mm-hmm. if you have the one goal then you know you can achieve that and you put all your focus in mm-hmm. is have a physical cd out again um i think i've spent a lot of time um which was necessary time and figuring out um, what I wanted to be as my own solo artist mm. and what I wanted to sound like and, and what I wanted to be putting out as a writer. And so this next part is just now that I'm kind of compiling all the songs that I'm really happy with and I feel represent me is to actually have a CD out. Because then once you got that out, then you can say to people, hi, like, my name is Leah Suter. Would you listen to this? You know, yeah. you know, if you want to get booked for festivals or different venues or singer songwriter, you know, events type of thing, mm-hmm. um, it's so necessary to have a CD, have music that you can, especially original music, to be yeah. given out. Because yeah. um, I, I have music out, but it's not where I'm at now, mm-hmm. and I think it's so important to keep yourself updated in what you're doing. Nice. Um, so that's kind of be my next part in that, and then from there. Um, I mean, I've been playing up and down the Keys and parts of South Florida like Miami and Fort Lauderdale and that area, but I really want to start getting into shows that showcase more about the original music and the mm-hmm. songwriter yeah. because I can play a three, four hour set that has some original music in but a lot of covers yeah. and I can do that any place, anytime. And a lot of it is restaurant venues, um, but the occasional I do weddings and I'll do private parties and company parties and art gallery stuff and the occasional like festival that they have in the keys but i also want to expand from that and see where else you go and Mm. from there like meet new people meet other songwriters you know hear other songwriters perform their stuff um i got a couple festivals i'm interested um in florida as well as in north carolina and south carolina that i want to um see if i can have a hand in some way Um, just to, to see like taking what I do elsewhere, what that would be like and for different crowds, mm-hmm. you know, cause the keys crowd is, is such a wonderful place yeah. and growing up there, like I know a lot of people and, uh, and I have an amazing support system down there, um, as well as the other artists yeah. and musicians that are there. Like they've all seen me grow, mm-hmm. um, and I've had a hand in where I'm at now, um, but it is something to be said about where can you take that yeah. you know, next, yeah. like to different people and different um, audiences, and can you become a better artist from it? But also, um, can you uh, continue to expand yourself and, and your horizons? Because there comes a point where you just kind of start to outgrow, yeah, your surroundings, and not that you want to leave. It's just it helps you as a musician if you kind of right, definitely kind of mosey on to no, not hate saying it that way but like yeah see try somewhere else and see what happens yeah and i think it's also good for the scene that you're in too Mm -hmm. um you know it's like uh, if you have the same artist that's playing there 
all the time and all the time, then uh, it's not as uh, maybe special as it is when you have something not as often. Um, and that's not to say that the artist in particular isn't special or isn't great or isn't worth going and seeing all the time. But there is something to be said when you can like step away for a little while and people kind of like miss you yeah. and then you can come back yeah. as a better artist or with newer experiences and new songs yeah. and um, and there's a new appreciation because you've gone somewhere that you've never been before or you don't know these people yeah. and they're new to you and you're new to them and they can appreciate you in a different way maybe versus you know where you've been. Exactly. And then it also is an opportunity of you know, maybe while you're not there, someone else can kind of like shine for a little bit mm -hmm. and then people can have a lot of different variety. That, that's how you keep there. the music scene fresh. And Absolutely. Yeah. You know, this is, uh, I only have a couple places that, you know, are pretty regular, like mm -hmm. a Wednesday night, I'm already there. Thursday night, I'm there. But I try on my weekends to be in a lot of different spots, not mm -hmm. on the same regular night because, you know, people like, you know, they'll want to hear you play, but maybe they don't want to be at that venue every yeah. time they hear you play. But if you're playing somewhere else, then they really like that, and then they come see you play yeah. there. Yeah. So it's good to have variety, and um, that's why a lot of people, even from the Keys or musicians, will maybe leave for a couple months, mm -hmm. and then they'll gig in another spot, or yeah. do little tours, and then they'll come back, yeah. and, and their music has been missed, and they've been missed, and yeah. it's not it's not fresh in their mind constantly that they're there, yeah. you know, and now they have an opportunity to hear you and to see you again. Mm -hmm. So then they'll go hear you and support you, yeah. which just makes for bigger numbers at mm -hmm. the venues you play at. Cause that's the cool thing about Florida is you could pretty much stay in state and you're the variety of places you have yeah. here. You could pretty much do like a one month tour around Florida and oh, yeah. you're not like, I mean, you're on tour, but you're not really going that far, but you... You're still, though, going to a variety of different places, and there's so many different people. Like mm -hmm. That's why a lot of even like artists my age will do like a college tour in Florida. Yeah. So they'll do University of Miami, they may do something in the Keys, hit up Gainesville, hit up Orlando, hit up Jacksonville, yeah. Tallahassee, Pensacola, yeah. you know, and they'll go to those different spots, or Tampa, and yeah. you're going to find a variety of different, you know experiences at every every stop you're at but you're still staying in florida yeah i've told several musicians no matter where they're from they need to do a like a back to school or some sort of school tour like especially mm -hmm. when tour or school just starts right but you know what do i know <laughs> so um is there any plans of doing another band or are you just primarily focused 100% doing the solo thing or um I'm pretty focused at the moment doing what I'm doing um I'm not opposed to like playing music like with other people again there is something so special about playing with a band mm -hmm. um and and what me and um uh, it was it's funny enough is me and like four other guys mm -hmm. <laughs> so being like I always was joked about being like the grandma and yeah. then everyone else had the guys, you had like four or five of us playing. And, um, and there was something really special about connecting with other people and playing the music and, and doing the shows and the concerts and the live music was like, Oh, it's unreal. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't get to have the same feelings sometimes as a solo artist as yeah. I did when I was, 
in that band because it's just this energy you all feed into each other. But I would also like to stay focused on what I'm doing. It's At least being with a band, uh, when you're out traveling, you have somebody you're traveling with, so it's not just you by yourself. Unless you're doing some sort of a tour with somebody else maybe right but, you know it's... yeah i have some st- i have some memories some stories of some of our travelings and going uh we played we would play in jacksonville played the land played in, in south florida and like tire blowing out in this trip and the trailer unhinging in that trip and and the experiences the people you meet it is something yeah. really cool when you are in a band mm-hmm. but um there are the thing i really enjoy is um being a musician that's just myself mm-hmm. is I am like my own manager. I am, you know, my my own uh, PR person. I am my own promoter, yeah. and I only have to depend on myself. Yeah. And there's a lot of purpose in that, and a lot of uh, independence in that, which I have enjoyed yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, and just it being me. And then if I want to do something, I just got to consult myself yeah. if I want to do the that. Success, the success and failure of your music rides exactly. on you. Which is both like an amazing and scary thing mm-hmm. because if it does work, like there's a lot of pride in that because you made it work. Yeah. And if it doesn't work, then there's a lot of guilt. Like I only have me to blame for that yeah. as well. Yeah. So um, definitely that, you know, um, two sides to it. But I'm really enjoying the, the whole the solo Thing. You know, thing for me for now. I think like definitely it's made me stronger in different aspects of being a musician. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's I think been the best for me. Nice, that's awesome. Um, where's a uh, one place that you really want to play? Like city, state? Hmm. Is there like a dream location? Yeah, I would love to play at Red Rocks. Oh. <laughs> Red Rocks or The Gorge. Okay. I'm a huge Dave Matthews Band fan, so I've always wanted to see him live at The Gorge. He always does it every September. And uh, I just think those venues are, they're almost as like the venue is part of the earth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not this man-made really thing. like thing. You know, when you go to like BB&T Stadium, you know, or, or something like that, like, or American Airlines, you know, yeah. you, um, it's just, you're literally surrounded by nature. Yeah. And I think it just makes for this really organic experience for the audience mm-hmm. and the musician. And I've seen some live shows, videos of, of people performing there and people saying it was one of their yeah. favorite venues. And, uh, and I have a appreciation for sure. that, yeah. you know, for other people who love that experience. So. I haven't been to Red Rocks yet, but it is a bucket list item. Because yeah. I've seen, like you, I've seen the videos, I've seen, I've seen the photos, seen the videos, yeah. seen everybody living out in New Mexico. A lot of bands would promote, "Oh, hey, I'm trying to get on the bill with so and so. They're playing at Red Rocks," you know, mm-hmm. because it wasn't really that far of a drive, and if right. they got a chance to open for somebody, right? You know. Um, um, is there, uh, trying to, no, I already asked that. Never mind. <laughs> um, so what's the, um, what, I guess I'll go right into this question. Cause this is a question that I always, I don't close, but it's like, 
one of the primary questions I always ask, why music? Hmm, why music? Um, I think it's funny that you say that question because I think the immediately like the response in my head is why not music? Yeah. That's a common um, one. I was very fortunate in where I grew up in, in the Keys, mm-hmm. and the family I had that were absolutely 100% supportive of what I did. You mm-hmm. know, they never implanted anything in my head of doubt or fear of playing music, which cannot be spoken for everybody, you know? And uh, and I just always felt when I was singing, mm-hmm. that's where I felt the most confident. That's when I knew what I had to say, and I would say it. I felt the most me, you know, mm-hmm. I, I can get on a stage and I'm more fearful of speaking in front of people than singing. Yeah. Like the moment I get up there, it's just like, it's just turned on and it's just me. And, um, I've done a lot of different things. And I have a lot of other passions and stuff that I do, but when it comes back to it, I always have just feel the happiest mm-hmm. when I am singing in front of people and when I get people coming up to me and saying like, oh, that song meant so much to me, or oh, you played the song me and my husband 30 years ago danced to at our wedding, or um, oh my goodness, like that song is my favorite song, thank you for playing that. Like, there is just that connection that you have with people that mm-hmm. can be so easy when you play music, and it's just something that's always come naturally, and I've always come back to, and you know it's just like why not so why not do it and uh when you have the support behind you as well and the encouragement it is a huge push too so that's just uh always something i've always had with me music is the universal language oh definitely i've really started to learn that over the last few years as we've kind of dove into this project that we've been doing oh right definitely yeah um what advice do you have for younger musicians that are just starting out? Maybe mm-hmm. they want to start playing live shows. You know, mm-hmm. What kind of what kind of advice do you have for them? My biggest advice is if it's what makes you happy, you got to do it because um, you know I think life is way too short to not be doing something that you love. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely, you know, you want to do live music. I think it's good to, like, know an instrument. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, that was always guitar with yeah. singing. And, you know, if you can get that, if you're wanting to be a solo musician like what I'm doing, I think it's, like, find your, your instrument you're grounded in yeah. and then get really good at that in practice. And um, I've had the privilege of teaching some people before and teaching guitar, and I always find the easiest way to learn and then how I learned a lot of it, too, was find the songs that are your favorite songs that you love to perform, mm-hmm. that you love to sing, that you love to play, and just learn those songs. Yeah. Like, there's five songs. You learn that, and each song you learn, you build upon. And soon enough, you start building your set because yeah. of it's all the songs you really enjoy. Mm-hmm. And um, you practice, and you understand yourself as a person, and you decide, you have to make a decision like, I want to do this, I want to play music, and I'm going to play music in front of people, and then just put yourself out there, which can be an extremely scary process. Yeah. But And sometimes things go well, and sometimes you get told no, and 
you just have to trust that you put in the hard work and you love it and it's worth it yeah. and you and you continue continue on in that and uh you know don't be afraid to just be yourself i think that's another one um you know you only got you so then be the artist that's just you it would probably be my my advice um um, yeah, and surround yourself with people who are supportive. Good. I mean, I haven't been able to do half the things I've done if I didn't have my friends that show up to my gigs mm -hmm. and have shown up to help me set up and break down and have bought T-shirts and have helped me sell tickets. Like, if you got your friends there and then other people see them supporting you, then they kind of fall on the bandwagon with them. And then all of a sudden you have, like, a fan base and it's... And then it really makes playing yeah. music a lot easier, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, what was it about the guitar that you decided? Why, why the guitar? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, my parents you know, both play guitar. Yeah. And I'm the youngest of four. My uh, uh, eldest sibling especially always played guitar um, when she was in high school and sang. And I, I watched that growing up. And I watched my parents. And I watched my dad play. And uh, I was really inspired by them. And my dad got me my first guitar when I was 13. Um, didn't know whether I was going to pick it up and start playing it or if it was going to gather dust in the corner. And as soon as my dad um, gave me that guitar and he taught me my first song, which was Dimming of the Day, and I just fell in love with it. I just would sit in my room and I had all these songs I loved to play and I loved to sing and I'd start learning them and getting ultimate guitar up on mm -hmm. my computer and start learning chords to play them and then you learn another song and you learn more chords because of that and it just it just became so intriguing and so much fun and I just wanted to be like my parents or wanted to be like my sister and and uh, I wanted I already had loved to sing but I wanted to play music with it so I could sing to it something in the background and guitar just became like the first instant like connection I had. Awesome. Alrighty. Well, it's getting close to six. So I'll give you time to get to your airport. But um, before we close this up, uh, mm -hmm. where can people find your schedule, your tour uh, show dates, you know, social media, all that fun stuff. Yeah. So I have a website. It's Leah, L E A H Suter, S U T T E R music.com um, that has all my shows where I play it has some music on there photos um, get in contact with me for any reason um, it has it on there um, and then I have a Facebook music page and it's just leah.suter.music um, that's the backslash for Facebook um, and that's pretty much the direct way of getting in touch with me and hearing stuff, nice. seeing reviews, all that kind of thing. So. Do you have any upcoming shows coming up? Yeah. Um, I have, well, I play uh, about four or five nights a week in the Keys. Okay. I play regularly on Wednesday nights at the Green Turtle, which okay. is a very famous um, restaurant and venue in the Keys in Amarada. Okay. I'm regularly there all the time, and as well as their uh, other restaurant, Cayo, on Thursday nights. And, uh, um, I have a really exciting event on Sunday, um, the Florida Keys Brewing Company. Okay. Um, Favorite brewing. Oh, it's oh, awesome. It's really oh, yeah. So they just opened, like, a new beer garden yeah. tap room, which is right in my way. I haven't been there since they've opened that. Mm hmm But I was there, or I was there as they were kind of 
in the process of finishing it up. So right. I've seen like the way, the way they have the new back courtyard, I guess yeah. you call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been there since they've redone that. It's really nice. Yeah, they're really, they're doing an awesome job and they're they're really expanding. They yeah. were just at a, a, a beer fest in yeah. Miami, I think like a week or two ago. So it's amazing yeah. to see, to see uh, that, you know, getting mm-hmm. across Florida yeah. and different places and in the Keys and down even into Key West. So I'm playing at that beer garden on Sunday, nice. this coming Sunday nice. from three to seven, which will be a really awesome time. I'm excited about that. Um, is it a special event that they're putting on or is it just, they're just well it's, this is their first series they've had like a couple different artists but their first series of having actual live music there because mm-hmm. they've had it at the regular um yeah. you know brewery but they're just now starting to have music, music here so i'm one of like the first few that are coming through nice. in that series of sunday music which is exciting yeah. and uh you know see how it goes and you know, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's, you know, the brewing company. Yeah. So that's a, that's a, I think, exciting show yeah. for people to come to and stuff. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming up and making time. I'm glad we were able to do this. Thank you. Yeah, uh, no. Next, next time I'm down in the Keys, it'll, we'll have to get together and mm-hmm. see if we can do some videos or something like that. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And we will see you all next time.